Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today and the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary focus at Thrive Today is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to the relevance of your workplace. So today we are talking to just an incredible, beautiful soul. I'm so excited for you to meet Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer uses her social media following of over 500K people. She has a podcast. She has the Jennifer Allwood show and she has over 3.5 million downloads. Wow. <laughs> her coaching <laughs> groups. I know, it's incredible. Her coaching groups and thousands of members. And she's the number one best-selling author of her book, Fear is Not the Boss of You, which we're going to talk about today. So welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Natalie, thank you so much. That was very kind. I appreciate you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, you know, I just love the influence that you've been able to have in this space. And I think it's just impressive whenever we see someone get the reach on the message that you've had. And so today I want to talk a little bit about this incredible article that you've written in the Thrive Today magazine, but it's also based on your book called Fear is Not the Boss of You. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. So Fear is Not the Boss of You actually came out like just a few weeks before the pandemic really hit. So I was supposed to have like a 12 city book tour across the United States and a huge conference to like kick off the book launch. And then the pandemic, you know, hit in March of 2020. So the entire book tour was canceled. Bookstores, as you may remember, were all closed down because everything was closed down. And, you know, so I zero out of 10 recommend that you launch a book at the beginning of a (laughs) pandemic. But if you're going to put out a book at the beginning of the pandemic, one that deals with fear is is definitely, you know, (laughs) going to be the message that the world needs at the time. So God was really good. And the book hit Amazon number one bestseller within six hours of coming out on Amazon. And then we've been number one in four different categories on Amazon several different times. So, you know, it, it was a bummer that things got canceled, but God has continued to get the book into the right hands and women keep doing, I even had a woman on Instagram message me last night that her daughter's getting ready to do a Bible study at church and they're actually using my book or not a Bible study, it'd be a book study uh, to do a book study. So, you know, he keeps putting it where it needs to be. And I think that initially I was disappointed, you know, it didn't hit New York times bestseller, but it did hit several other lists on like the top 15. And we were right behind Carrie Underwood and her beautiful legs. I know. So I was like, Hey, and uh, you know, let me catch some of those legs just by being on the list with her. But I had to really like decide in my brain, okay, it's more, it needs to be more about impact than it does about just, you know, the amount of sales overall. I would rather that women read it and they had a life change and a heart change and a change in their thinking than just, you know, sell a bajillion books just to say that I've sold a bajillion books. So I continue to say that I continue to be just um, honored every time somebody tells me they bought the book and, you know, we continue to see sales. So thank you so, so much. Well, you know, I want to lean into something you said there, which is significance is so much more important than success. And I think that that, that piece is something that we, we all need to hear every once in a while, especially when we have an expectation and then things go sorely wrong. I can think about all the number of people across, you know, 2020 whose speaking engagements were canceled and tours and all the things that we had planned in our own heart. But I just love the prophetic message that you released, not knowing how big fear was going to be in 2020. And I really feel like that was a prophetic message to just a generation that was going to be 
honestly swallowed by fear. I mean, let's go For pandemic. Sure. Let's talk about racial stuff yes. going on in the, in the country. I mean, 2020 became almost like a little bit of a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster <laughs> fire. Absolutely. And then you have this message like yeah. fear is not your boss. Let me, and let me tell you what actually happened because I don't talk about this publicly a lot, not because I'm not supposed to, but I just want to make sure women hear the heart of it. But when I was offered a book deal, I was offered a book deal by more than one book, you know, organization. And I went with Zondervan, their precious company, and, and I wanted them to publish my book. And it was fabulous. And they came into Kansas City where I live and we, you know, sat and had a meeting. And essentially, you know, the, the book writing process traditionally, Natalie, it's kind of a long drawn out one, which is why a lot of people self-publish yeah. because, you know, tra- traditional publishing, it takes longer. There's lots of hoops to jump through. And, uh, but I felt like I was supposed to do that. There was to, to do a traditional publishing. So we met and basically the publisher said, okay, Jennifer, you, you kind of have two different options. If you're wanting the book to come out, there were two different times they wanted the book to come out based on their needs and mm. kind of, you know, other things that they're publishing, et cetera. So my options were this, I either had six weeks to write this book, or oh. I had a year and six weeks to write this book. Those are my options. They said, based on everything else that we've got coming out and kind of, you know, the genre that your wow. book is in and where we think it's going to do the best at the time of the year that we've seen this type of book do well, like these are your two options. And you know, what, what would, what would be your decision? <laughs> And so, um, you know, I have four children. Summers are kind of sacred to me. I'm a business coach by day. That's what I do. That's how we make our money. That's what I've been in Forbes for. And and business coaching doesn't stop in the summer, but I like to just really dial my own podcast back, dial everything else back. So during the summers, I can really be present with our children. And so those six week timeframe that they gave me was going to mean I was writing during the summer. And so I had to think about that because I was like, I don't, I don't want to lose my summer with my children. I have a pool in the backyard. I want to use it. You know, we vacation. But when I prayed about it, I heard the Lord say, this is a book for right now. And I was like, okay, all right. So we've got six weeks. Let's go. So I told him we're going to, we're going to write it now. So it comes out, you know, at the beginning of April, 2020, having no idea that what God obviously knew. And so it was interesting because I actually, I wrote thousands of words and then I threw it away. And then I wrote thousands of words again, and I threw it away and thousands of four times I rewrote the book in six weeks wow. because oh I, it was, it was finally when I let the Lord really get as much of him as was supposed to be in it, in it, because this is a secular book. I mean, it was published by a Christian agency, but I think that it was watered down initially. So I had to keep rewriting it. And so when I finally wrote the book that I was supposed to, it poured out of me literally like hot lava. And I don't share that story often because I don't want people to be like, Oh, she threw a book together in six weeks. No, I actually threw that book together in about the last six days, because when you're writing what God tells you to, it's funny how it does just kind of pour out of you. And so we made all the deadlines, you know, in retrospect, now looking back, I'm like, okay, Lord, I see why it was a book for right now. The women needed it at the beginning of the pandemic. They were all home. They were scared. People were nervous. So it really was a book for the time. Well, and I want to just, I want to pull that out what you just said, because I feel like it's so important. You, something that you're saying there too, is God will accelerate the message that he wants you to share with the world. And so even like, as most of us are probably hearing that six week time frame, we're like, oh my goodness. But then you're like, no, no. I mean, let's be real. It was honestly six days. Yeah, it was because I just kept throwing it away. I kept feeling like, you know, this is junk. This is not it. And, and, and my poor editor was like, what are we doing? What right. are we doing, Jen? And I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And eventually my husband like put me up in a hotel for a couple of days. He's like, honey, you just need you need to get away from the kids, get your yeah. head sorted out. And I remember I ended up taking, I, I couldn't figure out like the exact like format to make it flow. And I literally took post-it notes, which I did not know at the time, Natalie, 
is like a trick that a lot of authors do. And I put down like all the stories, all the chapter headings, all the things. And I put them on this window. My husband is, he's, he's really extra and overly generous and amazing. So he put me in this beautiful suite in downtown Kansas city with huge windows. So I laid out the book on post-it notes on a window of the hotel. And I put a picture on Instagram and then I just moved it all around like a puzzle. And I was like, okay, there it is. Like, let's go. And, uh, and once I did that and really got as much of God in the book as I was supposed to have without fear of what man would think, then everything just kind of clicked into place. So, yeah, that's so important. I think the, the fear of what man will think sometimes stops us from really delivering the message God wants us to speak, which is sometimes so different than the one we feel would be received. And I, and I just love that you kept scrapping those books until you got the one that he wanted you to yeah. remove. Well, I, it was a, it's an interesting position that I feel like the Lord has given me because I know I have a lot of people on my platform who are not believers yes. or who have been really wounded by the church or who yeah. are not sure what they think about God. And so I know I've got a, I've got a voice there to be able to speak into them. And so since my job is I teach women how to build their social media, how to make money online. And so I am a businesswoman. I am not a pastor. I have not gone to Bible college. And God's asking me to write this book and it's not a business book. And so I'm straddling two worlds of like business and feeling like, you know, arguing with myself that I, I'm not a pastor, I'm not in ministry. And so, you know, the Lord kind of had to work that out of me because a lot of times I feel like I have way too much Jesus in me for the business world, but then I've also got way too much business in me for the church world. And so it's sometimes I don't feel like I belong in either place. And that's actually where the magic has actually happened. I know that God has given me a position where I'm able to speak into both places a lot of times. And so figuring out how to do that in the book so that I would give people the truth, but they wouldn't feel like they were just being preached at if they were still like, I don't know about this faith stuff. It was really, I felt like a tight, not a tight, but I just, I really wanted to do that well. I really wanted to honor God well with that positioning. So it's good for women who are in business, who is most of my audience, but it's straight up, you know, in my opinion, it will hopefully lead people to more questions or to diving into the Bible. And I have like an altar call literally in the back of the book. And so when I get people who DM me on social media and they tell me that the book changed their life, or now they're finally going to church again, or it's going to make me cry. Like that's, yeah. That's well, I just, I love it because, you know, it, I think many women, myself included, as you were saying, Hey, you know, I straddle this fence between business and ministry. I think many people can relate to that where yes. they're not fully in the church and they're, you yeah. know, but they're, they're fully in business, fully in a, in a role, but God is just, they just so desire for those around them to experience the presence of God, whatever that yes. looks like in their, their nine to five. And so I, I feel like many women just said amen to that because that's, that's real. That's a it real really, It really is. And we have got to have women who love Jesus, but are in like the business world. And who aren't trying to necessarily lead with their faith. Like I have told the women I coach over and over, Hobby Lobby is not leading with Jesus. They're leading with glitter and crafts. And, you know, you can feel the presence of the Lord there. At least I do because I love Hobby Lobby. But Chick-fil-A, they're not leading with the gospel. They are leading with chicken nuggets, you know? And so we've got to have women who stand in the marketplace, but who also stand for truth. But it doesn't need to be the thing that necessarily comes first. But people get it just by almost being in the environment, purchasing their products, you know, those earrings were paid, prayed over those shirts, you know? It, so I think there's so many different ways that we can still show up in the marketplace and be business women, but also people get the gospel somehow. 
That's so good. And kind of what I hear you saying there too, is like your, your gift makes room for you to have those deeper conversations. And so in order to have the right to have those deeper conversations, you have to have the influence, which means, you know, if we lead with, with Christ, oftentimes we'll turn a lot of people people off. off. Yeah. Because so many of people want to use like Christianese, you know, Christian words that the people don't even (laughs) understand. And so in fear is not the boss of you. I actually have a whole chapter where I talk about how often God will give you something that's just a gateway drug. And that's the thing that you like draw people into relationship yeah. with you that then you're able to speak about this God that you love and adore and serve. Or, you know, you have a, something that you make or your business will be the great gateway drug to just kind of draw people in and then you establish some sort of trust. And then you're able to really get into deeper things and, and talk about the gospel. And so I think it's super important that we're just sensitive to that. And yeah. um, I think that that's, you know, in 2022, that is almost what, you know, the, what evangelism can look like in this day and age. Well, you know, I would love for you to talk to, there's a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and are connected yeah. to Thrive today. And I would love to just, for you to share just a little bit of wisdom of what, what you've learned about some of the questions they always have is, well, how do I build my base? How do I build my following? And I feel like you are, are probably one of the best people we could ask a question like that to. Yeah, well, there's there's lots of different ways. And I think one of the biggest things that you need to think about is where did God give you? What are your talents? And when we stop looking at this influencer who's, you know, she's done amazing, or this businesswoman who, you know, I saw her do it this way and she's successful, or this one who you know, when we stop and we just try to keep our eyes more straight ahead and look not to the left and not to the right, that's where the magic can happen. Um, You know, when uh, I don't ever go to horse races or anything, but have you ever like watched horse races on TV and they usually put blinders on the horses Yeah. and the, the blinders on the horses are because if they look to the side at the horses next to them, they usually end up veering a little bit and they stumble and fall. And then a lot of time yeah. that's when a horse will have a broken bone and have to be put down. And so they put blinders on a horse so that the horse just looks right in front of them. And we have to almost do that in business. We've got to put on some sort of bliz- business blinders where we're like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Like inviting the Holy Spirit into your business. What does it look like for me? What does success look like for me? Do you have a vision that you want to give me? And if there's no vision, by the way, then just do the next thing that God gives you. See where you have favor at. Like, I know I have found favor on social media. I have. I found favor on Facebook. You know, that number that you actually read with, you know, our social media stats, we're actually almost 700,000 followers at this point between, you know, Pinterest and Instagram. And, but I also like, I know that I'm really great at live video. So before you and I came on here today, I was doing a Facebook live. I'll do Instagram stories. If somebody's listening to me where that's not what they're good at, like quit trying to make a round peg. Fit into a square hole. Like, girl, God, get, he gave you gifts. Like, look at your own gifts. What did, what kind of talents did he give you? Because I promise you, you can build a business without being live on social media. There's wow. not a formula, but you've got to be really sensitive to the way that God created you and, and not use the way you are and the way you were created though, as an excuse, because I'm an absolute introvert, Natalie. So a lot of people what? will look at me. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so a lot of people will look at me and be like, oh, well, she's this and she's that. And that's why she's got this huge platform and can do a podcast. No, 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 no. I am able, I think God has given me the ability to communicate. And I love social media because I'm an introvert. When you're an introvert, going live on Facebook with the stop now button and then the ability (laughs) to delete later, like that's a it makes you almost feel safe. And you have a lot of control in terms of, you know, that on social media. 
And so I think that for so long, women have used, well, I'm this, like I'm older, so I can't, you know, be on social media. No, that's not, that is not accurate at all. There are women that need to show up and represent a different age group, a different race, a different whatever. Like we need to have more diversity in age and nationality and the backgrounds that we're coming from and what we like and stop just using, well, I'm not that way as an excuse for why we are not watering the gifts that God has given us. Look, I know you said you, you know, you're you're not a a pastor, but man, you can preach. And, and I think, and I think what you're saying here is so important for us to to lean into. And and that's God, how have you wired me? And then how can I use that wiring to, to do what you've called me to do and not worry about what other people are doing? Cause there's, there's plenty of that going around. There is. And, you know, trying to have a copycat life or copycat version of somebody else's, it's never going to look like that. And so, you know, we've got to really just be sensitive to what God has given us and what can I do with what you gave me? I know I have the ability to communicate. I think it's through both written and verbal. And so that's where I need to focus. That's where I can bring more people into my business. That's how I get more clients. That's how we sell more courses. That's also how I can get more people to get to know Jesus. And so I can remember so many times when um, uh, years ago, when the Lord would ask me to start praying on social media and I'd be like, okay, all right, Lord, like, let's chat about this because I don't know anybody else doing this. And I'm not like a, like, I'll pray for somebody at church. I'll pray for my kids, my husband, I'll pray, but having never done that on social media. And I remember the first time I did it and how freeing it was, you know, I mean, God and I had to arm wrestle about it, but I was like, and, and feeling a little bit like a dork, you know, you're shutting your eyes and you're praying on Facebook. And I'm like, do I peek at the comments? You know, do I see what people are saying? But I was doing it out of obedience and then it just became natural. And then wow. Natalie, I had, um, it was two Novembers ago that the Lord, I felt like wanted me to do, just pray for business people every morning um, at like nine in the morning on Facebook. And, you know, we have a lot of kids. We have four kids. We have two dogs. I have a husband I like to spend time with. I am definitely a creative brain. So I don't love having to have a certain schedule. So I'm like nine o'clock, Eric, come on, Lord. (laughs) But I did. And some days I did it with no makeup. And some days I did it without knowing exactly what we were going to be talking about. But I would always like bring a word and or an example or a story because that's how Jesus taught. And then I would pray for people at the end. And, you know, on Facebook right now, we have at the time I probably had 300,000 followers because we've got about getting closer to 400,000 now. But my the reach on my Facebook page, I've got the screenshot of it just to remind myself because the Bible says we're to record and remember. But my reach on my page went up to 1.4 million in 30 days. And that's how many people were showing up every morning for me to pray over business people. And so, you know, and it wasn't something that people were doing. I wasn't seeing other entrepreneurs doing it. I've had the Lord before wake me up at a hotel. I remember I was in Cincinnati and it was 5, 5.30 in the morning, you know, no makeup. And Natalie, I love my makeup. I mean, I I was telling a friend the other day, I'm like, when I'm on my deathbed, please like prop me up in the bed, make sure I've got some concealer, some highlighter and some lipstick on. Okay. Cause I'm not going out being pale. And uh, I get that from my grandmother, but anyhow, I can remember the Lord woke me up and he said, I want, he wanted me to get on social media and pray right then for some people on Facebook. And I'm like, but I got on no makeup and I'm in a bathrobe in a hotel. (laughs) And that still is one of my most watched videos. And so if we will be faithful with whatever God puts in our hand, and you know, the Bible says when you are faithful with little, then he can entrust you with much. And so keep being faithful with the talents that he's given you right now in the way that he's asking you to use them and stop looking to everybody else for how they're doing it. I mean, I teach women, these are all the different ways you can do it. Now you figure out 
you know, all the ways, at least that I know of, you figure out what suits you, what fits your personality, what God's asking you to do, what works for your family. And because the way that I'm doing it, like, I don't want to raise up just a bunch of copycat people, you know, yes. not, not because I don't want them to copycat, but their business is supposed to look different than mine. They're wired different. And so we need what they're going to bring to the table as well. This is so freeing. I hope, I hope the women listening can just hear how freeing this is to, to be you, to be who you've been called to be. Not to be anybody else. (laughs) And it does, it feels really good. The more I lean into what I feel like God is asking me to do, the more fun this business becomes. And the more I feel really settled instead of stuck. And and as you know, the fear is not the boss you book is about being stuck Um, because a lot of women, they do feel stuck. And a lot of times it's because they're not honoring the gifts God gave them. They're stuck in a lot of things like unforgiveness, which will affect your business. They are burnt out. And a lot of times God will use burnout as a way to shift women. And they think, well, I just maybe need, you know, a change of scenery, which can sometimes help, or I just need to do this. But Mm -hmm. um, if you think about it, I mean, if God's wanting us to pivot and, and, you know, 2020 and 2021 were kind of years of pivoting, how else is he going to get you to do that? If everything is just rocking and rolling and amazing and beautiful and wonderful. I mean, there has to almost be like a holy discontent at times Mm -hmm. in order to kind of get us to shift and pivot. Right. And so burnout is not a bad thing. And so, uh, but we've got, we've got a lot of times dialed down on why I feel so stuck and unfulfilled in my business. And a lot of times God will use that to shift and pivot you into getting you to do a new thing or doing an old thing in a new way. And a lot of times that's what will help women to get unstuck. And they're actually then, you know, living more authentically to how they should be anyway. So I love, I love that. I would love for you to just leave us with a final thought from your book that we can think about. And of course, ladies, I I hope you will go out. This will be in our show notes. I hope you will go out and get this book because I'm just so inspired by, by listening to Jennifer talk about it. Oh, thank you. Well, I started out the book with the word being stuck sucks. And my publisher's like, Jen, you actually can't say sucks. And I'm like, are you sure? Because, uh, because we changed it to being stuck stinks and it just doesn't have the same depth, you know? They're like, no, 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 let's, let's just, let's calm the words down. But you know what? Being stuck does does stink. It's hard and it feels yucky and it steals your time and it steals your peace. And I talk a lot in the book about all the different times that I've been stuck in my life and not just in business, but in life in general. And I think that one of the things we forget is that when we are stuck, meaning we are not living out the life that God has designed for us. We, we feel discontent. We, we feel like there's got to be something more. It really affects the people around us, Natalie, because if you're married, then you and your spouse are one that's biblical, right? So, so it's affecting him by just by proxy because you're one, it affects your children because I don't know if you're a mom, but Mm -hmm. your kids are super sensitive to when mom is grumpy, when mom's got something wrong, when mom's nervous about something. So your kids feel you being stuck too. And then when you think about like uh, all the people we're called to influence, and there are so many women that need for you to get unstuck and slay, you know, your own demons and dragons so that they can watch because people are always watching you. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, my size audience or an audience of just the people in your home, but people are always watching. And when they see you staying stuck for year after year and resigning yourself to, well, I guess this is all the better it gets, you know, in your faith walk in your business, just in your joy. Um, When they see you doing that and just settling, they lose too, is the truth. They lose too. And so we need women who are like, you know what? I am scared. I am nervous, but I'm also not willing to stay where I'm at. I've got to get unstuck. I absolutely have to and do the hard head work and heart work that's necessary to get free. And because we're, we're supposed to be living life and living it abundantly. 
Wow. Not settling for just being stuck. There's so much more to life than that. So do the hard work that you need to, because there's people who you're affecting. And for me, that always makes me like, I don't know. It's just, it just feels really convicting. Like I can't stay in this place of like, you know, being sick of myself because it's affecting everybody else in my house and the people that are coming up behind me. So do the work ladies and um, get yourself free. And um, there's so much more to life than being stuck. That's for sure. That was a very powerful final thought. <laughs> Thank you so Are much. Are you sure? Cause I felt like I just yeah. kind of talked in a big, huge circle, but no, good. like I, I, I'm just amazing. thinking how impactful it is when we walk in the calling that God has on our life. And also the, what's the contrast when we're not doing that and all the people Who's that losing. Are, yes. yes. Cause somebody's losing. And you know, I think women are so stuck anymore on fear. Like well, I'm scared to build a business God's asking me to, or I'm scared to go on social media, or I'm scared to step out of my comfort zone, or I'm scared to quit that job, even though I feel like I'm supposed to or whatever. But, you know, fear is a snare, as you know, whether it's fear of man or fear of, you know, whatever you're doing, and it will keep you stuck. And I think that women feel like, well, when I feel more comfortable and I feel more confident, then I'll do the things God's asking me to do. And I talk about in the book, your feelings are liars. At least mine are. I mean, my feelings lie to me every day. Jen, you deserve a whole bag of M&Ms. You know, that's what my feelings (laughs) will tell me. You deserve that girl. No, I don't. I was going to go straight to my hips and I cannot have that happening. So you can't trust your feelings. You've got to figure out how to put your feelings to the side and just do it anyway, in spite of those. And that's going to be one of the biggest things that'll get you free is not allowing fear to be the thing that controls you which is why the book is entitled fear is not the boss of you. It can't be. I love that. Can you tell our listeners all the different places that they can follow you? Yeah. Well, since they're listening to a podcast right now, I have my own podcast. It has a really hard name. It's the Jennifer Allwood show. (laughs) 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 When we were naming it four years ago, we're like, what do we name it? Let's just keep it simple. So, and we are just getting ready to hit 4 million downloads right now, which is amazing. And thank you so much. So it's a, you know, a business podcast. We do have a lot of people who are not in business who still listen to it because it's, it's, you know, business with faith because I I refuse to do one without the other. So in terms of social media, even though I have a much larger audience on Facebook, Instagram is my favorite place right now, Mm -hmm. only because I love connecting with people in my DMS and that's my favorite. So go listen to the podcast. You can go find out more about my business at Jennifer Allwood or Jennifer Allwood Home. I have two different websites because I have a home line of decor products. If they're watching this right now, they can see that I tend to love color and home decor. Yeah. I need to to learn from you. I need to pop a color. (laughs) Yeah. So, so go uh, find just, if they Google Jennifer Allwood, you'll find me on social media online on the podcast. So thank you so much for asking. Yeah. Thank you for your time today. This has been amazing. Bless you. Thanks, Natalie. I have loved, I have absolutely loved this ladies. And I know that you will too, because this has been such a, an enriching day. And I'm convicted now as well on some things in my life where I've just been holding on to fear. So I just, I loved this conversation. Well, if you haven't taken the time to get connected into community, we want you to do that. Head over to thrivetoday.com to learn more about how you can be a part of our subscription program there. And remember, as you build your life, do it with leadership, community, and strength. We'll see you next time. 